whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you're producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. I am unwilling to give up that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I am so thrilled to have my next guest here. Uh, We have Carrie Rich, who is first of all, my friend, but also uh, an incredible, incredible business person and a four-time author. Her latest book is called Impact the World. I have it right here. Uh, She co-authored it with Dean Falk, and it is such an amazing, amazing book. It, It is called Impact the World, Live Your Values, and Drive Changes, as a citizen states person. And it is not only awesome, but I learned a ton in here. There's all kinds of tools uh, in the book too. And it is just really, really worth, worth it, worth it, worth it. 
definitely, definitely worth it. So she is the co-founder of the Global Good Fund, which is dedicated to investing in socially impactful businesses, primarily led by Black, Brown, and women founders. And as I mentioned, her book, Impact the World, Live Your Values, and Drive Change as a Citizen Statesperson, was recently published and is now a Wall Street Journal and Amazon bestseller. Can't wait to discuss Carrie's amazing journey and how she has scaled to where she is today. And overall, just hear more about her awesome book and how we can all uh, be doing uh, much more impactful things. So welcome, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me, Kara. Super, super excited to have you here. So let's start at the beginning. So tell us a little bit more about Carrie. Uh, Did you always think that you would be working in social impact. Tell us a little bit more. I grew up, I'm the daughter of two federal employees and our big adventure was moving next door when I turned one year old. So a life full of adventure. Um, The idea, I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was. Um, Really stable, wonderful upbringing. Um, I cared about health. I developed an early interest in health. And at the time, Social entrepreneurship did not exist when I was in school, but the idea of learning the business of helping people and investing mm-hmm. in the health of communities, that was as close to social impact and social entrepreneurship that I could find. It was the business of doing good by the community. Uh, so I, that's what I studied. I learned about health. Um, and then I realized that the health of communities is really determined by access to education, to work to clean air to breathe and clean water to drink. And, you know, those are influenced by entrepreneurs. And that's where this idea of social entrepreneurship came to play in my life. Totally, totally agree. So your first job? Yeah. So I actually had an internship uh, and when I was in graduate school and I got the worst jobs in the hospital setting where my internship was. I mopped the floors. I folded the laundry And my best task was I got to take attendance because who should walk in the room for the meeting and had to introduce himself to me, but the CEO of the whole health system. And uh, he ended up hiring me in a chief of staff type role. And it dawned on me that I had this amazing mentor and a platform and responsibilities in a way that accelerated my career a lot more quickly than it would have had I not had such a fabulous mentor. And there are so many people out there who never get that shot. So that was the impetus behind the Global Good Fund. That's amazing. So let's talk about the Global Good Fund. So you ultimately decided to start this. Like, how did you have the courage to just go do that? I mean, it's just, did, did somebody, I mean, you you mentioned uh, your mentor and, and uh, kind of just so happened to find this person along the way, but was there anybody else that you kind of looked at that was definitely influential and helping you decide that you were going to go start this fund? You know, the most influential part for me was sitting down with my mentor and writing a financial life plan. Because there's nothing more scary than starting a startup, never mind a nonprofit startup. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no equity. There's no chance at the financial means that could be created from a for-profit. And so Um, That was scary because I had life goals that I wanted to achieve and they cost money. Um, And so I actually sat down with a stack of napkins and wrote out what the costs of the things I wanted to do with my life are. And um, that was with my mentor's encouragement. And he really helped me understand that, you know, you have goals, you set 
financial goals along with them. And it gave me the courage to understand that I could do this, that it was a big leap of faith and that healthcare would always be there. The society always needs healthcare, but the opportunity to make such a global impact may or may not be before me. Um, And I should take this chance and have a board and advisors who would be there to support me along the journey because it's been an up and down (laughs) journey. Explain a little bit more. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip, Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? 
you can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. Or about what the Global Good Fund is too. Sure. So we're a nonprofit organization about 10 years old. And what we do is identify social entrepreneurs across the United States and in 40 countries globally to date who are using their business for good. And when we say social entrepreneurs, we're talking about companies where you cannot remove the mission from the company or else the company ceases to exist. That's the whole reason for the company's founding in the first place. And the difference for Global Good Fund is we support the individual. We believe that by investing in the individual, that individual goes on to scale their business and positively impact the world. And so we provide access to executive coaching, business mentoring from people leading $40 million to $60 billion companies for one-on-one mentorship, and philanthropic grant to be used on the individual entrepreneur for their personal development. And what we've found through third parties is that our entrepreneurs are two to three times as effective at raising capital as other social entrepreneurs because we've invested in them as human beings. That's awesome. Really, really great. So the world is navigating extraordinary times and people are leaving the workforce right and left. Um, I'm not sure where they're going necessarily, um, but I know that there's a shortage everywhere, uh, globally everywhere. So you believe that a renewed civic spirit is here. I'd love to hear a little bit more of your thoughts on this and what you see happening amongst the workforce um, out there and why is the shift so important? Yeah, so people seem to be distrusting of institutions. Uh, and there's there's a big difference between advocating on the street uh, and protesting and then aligning with organizations, institutions, businesses that can create and drive positive change. And so we're, the reason we wrote this book about becoming a citizen states person is it's often people who say, I don't like the way something is running. I don't like the way things are. I want to create change. And I think the way to do that most effectively is by partnering. Mm-hmm. And that was the impetus behind writing this book. And we also were able to showcase there's a, there are social entrepreneurs and all kinds of citizen states people who have used their platform or built a platform to partner 
with all kinds of people and institutions to positively impact the world. I learned so much from your book. I mean, it it really, uh, as you know, um, I had given you a quote for the book and had uh, read parts of it, um, but it was, um, I really dug in, especially getting ready for this interview, uh, looked a little bit closer. I love this term, citizen statesperson, and um, defining you know, exactly who this person is and why it matters so much. But can you give a little bit further description on that? We're looking at people who want to roll up their sleeves and be responsible for the changes that they want to see. And there are people who uh, want to do so in a way that's professional and um, not going to threaten um, other people and are going to be respectful of the organizations and institutions that are already created uh, that they can leverage to make mm-hmm. positive change. So these are people going to roll up their sleeves and advocate in a way that it involves volunteering to be the change and make the change that they want to see. So you share a ton of stories in your book about various people who are effective uh, citizen states person. What's one of your favorites from the book? Okay, so the way we open the book is with a company and two leaders. Uh, the company's name is Asusu, and the leaders are Rumimo Abbey and Samir Gol. And they are first-generation American and an immigrant uh, from the sum of Nigeria who came to the U.S. to pursue opportunities and were denied uh, access to loans because they didn't have a credit score. And they thought this isn't right. They ended up borrowing from a predatory lender at 400% interest rate. And they said this should never happen to anyone else. So they created a business called Asusu um, that's just become a black and brown led unicorn uh, recently. And they've created hundreds, helped hundreds of thousands of low income Americans establish credit scores through their monthly rental payments at no cost to the tenants. So these are folks who are paying rent anyway. And what they did is they partnered with landlords, commercial landlords which is a a vehicle that already exists because it was in the landlord's best interest to prevent evictions. Uh, And so Asusu created a vehicle that not only benefits the landlords, but also benefits the tenants who now that they have credit scores and those credit scores have increased as a result of Asusu, they're able to now go out and start their own companies, pay for school, buy their own homes, create the American dream, create a life for themselves that wouldn't otherwise be accessible. So that's a very inspiring story for me. And they were a Global Good Fund fellow back in the day. Oh, that's awesome. No, I loved that story too. And it's um, also just so great that you actually bring these stories forward because I think that there are so many stories out there of really awful things happening like that, that you just don't hear these stories too, because how do these people voice exactly what is happening. And I think that the way that you encourage people to really go and create and change versus actually just deciding, well, that's just the way the system works. Right. And for those of us who work within the system, there's there's still an opportunity to create change by partnering with the organizations as they exist today. Well, and that was my next question, which mm-hmm. is what are the steps that anyone can really take to kind of be helpful and be able to work alongside maybe somebody who uh, ha- is are, is doing something to create change? Well, I can say personally, um, when I've rolled up my sleeves and asked 
to um, volunteer or add value um, in a setting where I wasn't invited, um, but I saw an opportunity to add value. Um, that's often been received with open arms in ways that I wouldn't have expected. Um, and it can be menial tasks, uh, like taking attendance. Um, but if you're adding value where there's a gap, it is a value to the organization or the cause. Um, and so the first step is really getting in there and closing the gap with your your time or your perspective. You brought up a really interesting point because I, I talk about this all the time. When you're actually doing something that is helping people in a way that gets them unstuck, that mm-hmm. is, you know, we do it in the name of health, right? We're helping right. people by creating great products with Hint to to really get healthy and stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that when you are volunteering, no matter what you're doing, you're mentoring, whatever it is to really sit alongside that person or open doors for that person, and they come to you and say, wow, you really helped me. There is, it, it hits you in all the right places, right? Yeah. Like you feel needed, you've created impact and it's, it's a great thing. So I, I love it. And I love your tools. If you want to just talk about the tools that you give in, in the book, some of, you know, the next steps for people. Citizen States person is a big concept. And that was actually Dean's idea. And the, the thought was, how do we make that a little more tangible and concrete. So throughout the book, we've woven a variety of tools. And we also have a website called impacttheworld.com where you can download um, individualized tools that can help you on your social impact journey. No, it's super, super great. So going back to you and and sort of your own personal journey, you've been in a number of different roles and done incredible things. I always think that there is a group of people who look at people who have been successful or or who are successful today and think Carrie just snapped her fingers and everything was yeah, great. Everything was perfect. Well, Everything's great. Be no nice. challenges, no failures along the way. And so one of the things that I always ask people to share is a story where you hit a challenge, you hit a bump in the road, you didn't know if you were going to be able to fix something. Uh, and share a little bit more about that, but also what did you learn either about the issue or about yourself and sort Mm -hmm. of how to, you know, move forward? One of the opportunities that we saw as a nonprofit was to create revenue streams that are sort of untraditional. And um, eight years ago, we came up with the idea of creating a venture capital fund that invests in companies for social good and produces phenomenal financial returns that are at least as good as what traditional well-performing funds perform. And this was an idea, but we'd been working on it for eight years. And we started out with a pilot fund where I asked about a hundred people if they would each give me just a little bit of capital to make investments in social impact companies. And most people, about a hundred people said no, uh, but 10 people said yes. And I went about managing this fund with guidance from one of the Global Good Fund's board members who is a venture capitalist. And that fund performed really well. Um, It produced financial returns that are about three times what a solid performing venture capital fund would perform. Uh, The 
companies, the portfolio are 100% socially impactful investments led 80% of the companies are led by black, brown, or women entrepreneurs. So in a variety of ways, it was impactful and financially lucrative for our investors. And so it was time to raise a second fund. And I thought the right thing to do to to lead and uh, raise a second fund would be to have someone with a really long track record making money for investors to lead the company. And so I went out and find a really qualified, amazing human. And I brought him to the LPs, the investors, and we fell flat on our face after a year of tra- trying. We just, we failed. I mean, we just failed. And you can have you know, a variety of reasons why um, maybe the market wasn't ready. Maybe um, people just weren't that interested in social impact. You know, we can have a variety of reasons, but we failed. And I went home and I just, I stopped. I kind of gave up on the idea that it was the right thing to do or the right thing for me to do. Um, And then someone basically shook me and hit me over the head and helped me see that the problem is that you, we're not the one leading the fund. And I started giving excuses. I said, well, I don't have a track record of leading a venture capital fund. I've managed a nonprofit for the last 10 years. My background's in healthcare. And she said, no, no, investors want you to lead the fund. And she must've said that to me four times hmm. um, before I actually heard her. Um, and we then had an opportunity to get an anchor investor at 20 million to create a big fund. And, you know, the values, just the alignment wasn't there. Mm-hmm. It, it was a lot of money to go build the, the fund of our dreams, but um, it wasn't the right alignment and from a value standpoint. And so here I was with this, we haven't been shaken to say you are the right person and zero capital and an idea. And I just put together an Excel file um, with some help from, an intern and went out and tried. And 400 rejections later, we raised $10 million. We've produced 5X net value for investors after a year and a half. 100% of the companies are socially impactful. 80% are led by Black, Brown, and women entrepreneurs. We're a women and Black-led fund. Half of our investors are black, brown, or women. So we've been inclusive in terms of creating wealth for new investor base. And had I just given up when I felt like it, um, none of that would have happened. So I'm I'm grateful for the chance to go low um, in order to dig deep and and build. I love that story. That is um, that's incredible. So you know, I think so often too, you have to find the the challenge is there something that you can do is there something you can try more than anything because i think i could imagine in that situation where people would maybe they're going to give you suggestions they don't really know whether or not but the fact that you actually decided you know what do i have to lose i might as well right. go try and see if right. this is really what it is and and, and sure it's enough scary. You're able. it's scary, scary right there's a lot yeah. of fear behind it especially when you've already failed when you've already failed. But then, you know, as my dad used to say, like, when you've already failed, what's the worst that can happen? You've already failed, right? right? So it's, uh, yeah, such a lots of stuff to think about in, in that for sure. So let's talk about leadership. So, you know, obviously, you've been leading teams, you just shared a great example of sometimes even great leaders make mistakes along, Mm -hmm. uh, along the way. 
Can you talk to me about like core principles and values that you've seen have really helped you to kind of continue leading and not just developing awesome uh, business, but also just being able to raise money, being able to have a great team. But what is a great leader in your mind? Well, one of the principles that has served me best in terms of leadership and building a team um, is I try to only hire people that I would want to work for. Because what I've learned is that I am working for our team. And a lot of times, you know, I, I cast a vision, but then day to day, they're the ones making sure I do, you know, what needs to happen. Um, from a leadership standpoint, they tell me, they, they know the details of the day to day better than I do. And so Mm -hmm. I am serving them. I am working for them. And so hiring people who I want to work for, um, has been really fundamental to my leadership strategy, especially in terms of building a team. No, I love that. I think that's, that's a really, really important piece because if, uh, you know, you're hiring people who you can't imagine being able to, um, you know, that you, that you don't want to listen to, for, for example, then you're actually thinking about it incorrectly. Upside down. Um, that I think it's, it's, um, the whole model ends up being upside down. So I love that example. So Carrie, thank you so much for coming on and talking with me. And everybody needs to pick up this book. As I said, it's, it is so good. I'll show it again. It's got an amazing um, reddish orange uh, circle on here. Impact the world, live your values and drive change as a citizen statesperson. And uh, definitely everybody who is listening, please give this podcast a five star rating this episode, I should say, and make sure that you grab a copy of this book and definitely follow Carrie on uh, what definitely LinkedIn. I know you're on there, but also what's your handle? I'm at at Miss Carrie Rich on Instagram and Carrie Rich on LinkedIn. And we'd love to see you at the Global Good Fund too. Awesome. And find me on all social platforms at Kara Golden. And don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, Undaunted, where you can hear more about my journey in building the company I founded, Hint. And we're here every Monday, Wednesday, and we just added a third day, Friday, which is very, very exciting. And thank you everyone globally for listening to this podcast. And thank you again, Carrie. And everyone have a great rest of the week. Thank you so much for having me, Kara. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening.